everyone. Welcome to The Full Cup. This is me, Libby Switzer. Every time I'm here with you, Dad, I want to say Libby Berthold. Absolutely, <laughs> as you should. <laughs> uh, okay, so on today's podcast, we are actually just going to introduce ourselves, talk a little bit about who we are, um, just kind of some backstory, nothing too deep today. Um, so I'm going to start. My name is Libby Switzer. So I grew up. Oh, Craig's my dad. I'm sure most of you people out there listening know this, but Craig's my dad. He raised me and uh, he's a pretty great guy, if I do say so myself. And she's been harassing me for 30 years to write a book. And I haven't written the 26 or 36 that I have in my brain yet. So she said, sit down, dad. We got to get it on tape. Yeah. So that's how this started. So we're recording. So yeah, I grew up in Bountiful, pretty normal childhood, no significant trauma aside from my dad's temper. <laughs> <laughs> that and was years ago. That Come was on, years ago. He's... And you've resolved that, right? <laughs> yes, yes, I've resolved it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh yeah, nothing too significant from my childhood. I did grow up in what is now called the Church of Jesus Christ, formerly known as the Mormon Church. Well, many other names, but so that's a pretty significant part of who I am. I still practice. And I got married pretty young, 21 years old. Um, I went to college at the University of Utah. I studied social work. I wanted to be just like my dad. I got into it. I was a social service worker for quite a while, worked in the field for like I don't know, probably eight years. And I liked it. But when I started having kids, I didn't like it anymore. But I will say throughout my childhood, I did have a lot of anxiety. I don't feel like I have it so much anymore. But that was a pretty significant part of, I guess, who I am. Because I am a very busy person. I guess, I don't know. Am I an entrepreneur? Yeah. Yeah. I'm an entrepreneur. I have a floral business that I run and a house that I run. I have four kids and restaurant. a husband. Oh, I work at Fleming's Wine Bar and Steakhouse. Mm, I wonder if they get to pay me now that I mentioned them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tomahawk Tuesday. You can go in and get a good deal on Tuesday nights. <laughs> no, I do love working. That's something I learned from my parents is a really good work ethic. Um, and so now we're podcasting, which is super fun and exciting. Um, recently, let's see. Hmm. I started the keto diet. I'm currently in the keto flu, (laughs) which means I have no energy, a pounding headache, and I'm withdrawing from carbohydrates and sugar. So I'll keep you updated on that maybe if you care to know if I last through today. Today's day six, real rough. Anyway, so yeah, that's me. And uh, dad, tell us about yourself. Uh, I'm an old beer drinker who found God. Now I'm a Jesus freak. Uh, I'm kind of crazy about it. Uh, I've been doing this now in private practice for 45 years. Let's see. I worked for the state for eight years and did child protective services. Uh, I coordinated the child protection team at the U Med Center and Primary Children's Medical Center. Um, There was one period there... uh, an 11-month stint where we had 13 deadwoods all under the age of four that had been beat or burned to death. 
was a very difficult time of my life, but I learned a whole bunch from that experience. Those eight years taught me amazing things about how trauma can affect us and how we can resolve trauma and turn it to wisdom and grow from it. Uh, I was uh, I was born in Salt Lake City, Utah, and uh, lived there till I was eight, and my mother died. And uh, when my father remarried, we moved to Davis County. Uh, my father was a good member of the church, mother and father, the whole family. I was raised in the church, uh, but I, I had a few struggles with uh, my stepmom, and we didn't seem to get along very well, so I couldn't believe that anybody that could be a member of the church could be so mean. And so I thought the church sucks, and I left the church when I was about 15 and started drinking, maybe 14, and, uh, you know, was in and out of the house and went through some craziness. But thank goodness, uh, I think the Lord blessed me with a pretty good brain, so I was able to go on to college and then went on to graduate school. And then years later, ended up doing child protective services, which is I was an expert in because I came from uh, a mother who probably should have had a few visits. Oh, with I never put that together. <laughs> I never put that together. Yeah. Anyway, and then uh, my kids were sick and tired of me uh, not having uh, enough uh, money for uh, nice clothes. So I decided, well, I'll try private practice. And uh, it's been incredible. I've been blessed beyond words. Uh, as I say, I, you'll, you'll hear me talk extensively about how there's no, no more powerful psychological tool than having a belief system in a supreme being who loves you no matter what, will never forsake you and always be with you. Now, a lot of people have a difficulty with that because they think he, he left you. And I thought he left me because when I was a little boy, I prayed to my father in heaven, please, please, please let my mommy live. She's got cancer. And I knew I had the faith. He'll take care of me. He'll make her live. And he took her. She died. So I wasn't a very happy camper. And I decided that there is no God, or at least he, it, there may be a God for you, but not for me. And uh, I was angry at God for a lot of reasons. Those, all those dead children I had to deal with doing child protection. Uh, issues that happened when I was a child. I went to a piano lesson and I prayed, please help me do good. And uh, my <laughs> teacher took out the ruler and racked me across the knuckles. You haven't been practicing and yelled at me. And I went home crying. And that's when I stood outside screaming at God saying, I hate your blankety blank guts. You're no, you're, you're not helping me. And then I grew up and I got kids of my own and all of my children were wonderful children. Uh, all of them were stinkers at time. Uh, my oldest son used to get himself in a little bit of trouble at school. Not once in a while, pretty much most of the time. And, and I'll ask you, Libby, if I go down and rescue Lincoln, every time he's in trouble at school, if I go down there and say, don't you talk to my son that way. Come on, Lincoln, let's go home. I'll, I'll take care of this teacher. You leave my son alone. And I rescue him like that. Is, is that good for him? No. No, that's not good for him at all. But can I stand by him? Uh-huh. If he gets knocked down, can I help him get up? Uh-huh. Uh, can I encourage him? Say, come on, you can do it, Link. You can do it. Come on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm and, glad. And, and walk with him? Yes. But not rescue him? Right. And that's when I realized... God's maybe not going to rescue me, but he'll never leave my side. Ooh, good. And I kind of feel that way my whole life, that he's never left my side, even with everything I've been through. Uh, as you'll hear throughout these podcasts, I believe that all of the crap that we go through is good for us. Uh, all thine afflictions shall be consecrated for thy gain. And I absolutely believe that. And, and that's why I'm able to do what I do. People say to me all the time, how in the world 
you do this all day long. You listen to people anywhere from six to 12 hours a day about sorrow and pain and I want to die. And, and I listen to them. I do. And I, and I'll cry with them. But there's this little voice in the back of my head constantly saying, oh man, look at the neat stuff they're going to learn from this hell they're going through. And they're going to teach you this incredible wisdom and then write you a check. Oh my goodness. Who has a better job than you? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's the greatest work in the world. And, and that's why I never get tired of it. I I don't think I'll ever quit uh, because I really do believe that all of the crap that we go through in this life is good for us. Once we figure out how to turn that painful, horrible stuff into great wisdom. And to me, that's all therapy is. And that's what we're going to be talking about over the next several weeks. So is that enough about me or? No. So I just want to point out, this is how it is hanging out with my dad. If you're at a Sunday dinner and you're shooting the bull, he is what he preaches. And <laughs> like I ask him to talk about himself and he ends up talking about God and how he's helped but him. Me. But that is him. It is him. I know. So I love it because I'm like, tell me about yourself. And then I like get this long story about what he does all day in work, which I love because that is exactly who he is. And he is never like, I remember driving up to the ski lift with my dad one day as like a teenager. And he just, you know, out of nowhere, Libby, I just want you to know that I love the savior that I, and he would just go on and on about how he feels about God. And it's really quite amazing that I have those memories of my dad. Look, it's making me emotional because when you doubt yourself, it's really great to have that example. So, and, and not only thank you, but when you know that God loves you, why would you ever doubt yourself? You're divine. Right. You see, what he did is he, he said, Craig's spirit, which is divine, pure, wonderful. He said, Craig's spirit, I want you to meet Craig body. And I spell body B-A-W-D-Y. Okay. And he said, this, here's this carnal, nasty ass body. And he took this body and strapped it on this pure, perfect spirit. And then he said, you guys go down there, this place called Earth and see if you can work it out. And for the first 10 years, I was a good little boy. I did everything I was supposed to do. I went to primary and I went to church and I I did all these things and I prayed and I believed in God. And then my nuts dropped. I went through puberty and and all of a sudden, woohoo, the the body took over. You might want to cut that part. No, say it how it is. Go on. (laughs) Well, the body took over. Puberty. And it's time now to chase girls and drink beer and raise hell. Woohoo! And the body took over. And 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 I spent 22 years drinking and partying, being a crazy idiot. So if any of you know my wife, please give her a hug and praise her, sing her praises for staying with me for all that time. But I finally realized I'm way out of balance. I'm I'm all red. I by the way, I call the body the natural man. I call it the red, and I call the spirit the white. We're going to talk more about this in the future. So we have the struggle between the body and the spirit. And I believe I have it and you have it. And I believe every patient that I've ever seen in their entire life has this struggle. And I say all conflict is basically due to they're living too much in the red. And they just got to get the white a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll ask you, Libby, who should be my captain, my red or my white? You're white. And did you remember when you were probably fairly young when I I think I just quit drinking when you were born. But I was a red guy. I I used to proudly wear the T-shirt, he who dies with the most toys wins. (laughs) I thought that was funny. I'm almost embarrassed to tell people about that now because I recognize it's balance. I can still have red, yeah. but I've got to be captained by the white. The white's got to be the key in my life. And, and we'll, you'll, you'll see that yeah. come out when we talk about more of these kinds of things. Uh, just maybe a little bit more as maybe what you're asking is, 
Uh, yeah, I, I graduated here in Davis County from high school in, in 1968. Uh, I went off to college. Go Vikings. Oh, uh, yes. and go Utes. And, and then, then I went to the U and I got thrown out of the U because I was too busy drinking and smoking dope and being crazy. Dope. Then I got married and my wife cracked me upside the head and said, this ain't going to happen anymore. <laughs> and I went back to school and uh, I got uh, my first degree I got at Weaver State. And then a couple of years later, I got my graduate degree at the U, went back, and they let me come back in because I'd pulled like 3.89. And they said, oh, maybe this kid's changed. All right. Got my graduate degree there. Um, and then, uh, like I say, I did, uh, during that time, I was doing child protection, uh, those kinds of things. My minor, though, something I'm very fond of, my minor was English literature. So you're going to hear some quotes from... Some of the guys I read, you know, yeah. 40, 50 and years And you have ago. that memory. You just remember the things you read and can recite your quotes. Well, the, thing, you the, things, that, the things that make sense, not, not necessarily that I studied. It's just, you know, you'll, you'll hear clearly, uh, and this is Ralph Waldo Emerson. He's, he's not English. He's American. There is at last nothing sacred but the integrity of one's own mind. In, in John Milton's Paradise Lost, I, I tried to read it here six months ago again. And I went, this is hard to read. <laughs> yeah. But there's a quote in there. It says, the mind is its own place and of itself can make a heaven of hell. A hell of heaven. That to me is one of the most profound statements ever. And mm -hmm. that was made in 1667 or something like that by John Milton and Paradise Lost. So I think the truth of agency or independence of thought or emotional independence or whatever this is, the, the therapy that I've developed, I call deterministic altruism. That when you're determining your own life, you can actually love more than ever. But when you're letting everybody else control you, it's very hard to love them. Uh -huh. And you can blame them for controlling because that's what we do when we're children until you rise up and say, it's up to me to set myself free. So that's, yeah. I guess, what we're going to talk okay. about. Okay. So tell me, um, you do do a lot of hours of face-to-face -face therapy, yes. which yeah. I know. I have friends who are therapists. We all know therapists who can't cut it. You just explained how you can. But in your downtime, what do you do? What do you like to do? I kill ducks. Yeah, you're you're a murderer. <laughs> I'm I'm a duck slayer. I hunt ducks three days a week for three from October, first Saturday in October until the middle of the January. And when then when January hits, I'm skiing on the mountains. But I just had my knee replaced. But what happened last week? I got my my knee replaced here uh, last uh, what July. And uh, he told me not to go this year, but I, he said if I'm really feeling good, I'm really careful. So I've been skiing three times, and oh, I feel great. Been good. My knee, the knees good. Bad. So I ski, and then uh, I, I'm also a, a crazy man when it comes to fishing. I love to fly fish. Yes. I got the dory he, up on the green, and we do that. He's all got around. a little bungalow we call the aluminum cabin <laughs> up at in Dutch John, and spends he growing up. My memories are of my parents. Well, okay, this is like when I was 17 or 18, and I'm the youngest, so I'm the youngest of four kids, and also I think I'm the most trustworthy because it was like <laughs> Monday through Friday, work, 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 go to school, you know, hang out. Friday and Saturday, they're gone. They were gone to the Green River, to uh, Flaming Gorge, or somewhere, 
most weekends getting away, which is probably really good for your mental health as well to get away. It's vitally important. But the other thing I need to point out, you left out Thursday. Oh, Thursday. Thursday afternoons, what did we do? Every Thursday. We went Thursday. boating every Thursday afternoon. Well, Thursday afternoons was... The was family afternoon. night. If they pulled a 3.0 average. If not, they didn't get to go. Yeah. But they all seemed to pull a 3 point. Or they lied. I, I yeah. <laughs> well, when your classes are work release and guitar, it's real easy. <laughs> yeah, but they all graduated uh, from high school. Oh, there's a keynote. There's a keynote about me. Okay, something um, most people don't know about me. I graduated my senior year by the skin of my teeth with a 3.95 and 172 missed classes. <laughs> she takes after her dad, by the way. <laughs> I had a pretty easy caseload and uh, had a lot of fun. So I wouldn't have it any other way. Anyway, okay. So yeah, that's us in a long nutshell. But we hope you like coming and listening. We hope that we give you, well, I'm pretty confident we're going to give you some really good information and, you know, just help you get happy. I think that is just what I want out of this. Cause I am struggling. I feel like you went through it in your adolescence and I go through it in motherhood. Like it's just hard. It's real hard. Thanks for the confidence that you had. I had it done by, you know, I'm going to be 70 at my next birthday. And I, sometimes I still think I'm a little bit empty cupped. Ask your mom. You know? Yeah. She'll say, fill your own damn cup. I'm not filling it. Today. That's right. Oh, and that's the best when you can use your dad's own metaphors against him. It's real great. But um, don't forget. Our greatest joy comes in assisting people in filling their cup. You're you're right. Each of us has to fill our own cup. Yes. Uh, that's ultimately the prince. That that's the price of a free agency or personal responsibility. But we can still look to others. I can still say, Libby, hey, you want to go skiing tomorrow? Or hey, Libby, why don't we go to dinner? Or hey, can't we go do this? Or why don't you guys come up and let bring the kids and we'll play or we'll watch a movie? And, you know, we can ask other people to assist us, but ultimately, it really is up to each one of us. Yes, and we're going to talk cup. more about the cup in a different episode and oh, explain yeah. that yeah, whole yeah. spiel. We haven't even gotten there yet, but that's okay. all right. So, um, yeah, come join us again. Listen to these podcasts in order. They kind of play off of each other. And we're super glad you're here. So, bye. Bye.